Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. interviewing Dee Morales. Now, Dee, I've heard your name a lot over the years. I've seen your name in credits. Why would I? You know, when I first met you, I thought, wow, that name is really familiar. First of all, tell us about the committee with Oklahoma City that that you lead right now. You're the chair of of a citizens committee with the city right now. Tell us about your role in that right now, and then we'll kind of back up to the other Right, right. Well, thank you for having me this morning, and um, I'm chairman of the River Committee of the Oklahoma MAPS Uh and uh, co-chairman of the State Fairgrounds, so we have a lot. We've accomplished a lot in the years that we've been doing this, Yeah, and um, really, really proud of the new additions to Oklahoma City. All right. Great people on the committee, some real A-listers, people that make things happen in Oklahoma City, Mm -hmm. and and, and citizens. I mean, ordinary Mm -hmm. citizens that were elected or drafted, if you will, and um, so we help make decisions on purchasing and Mm -hmm. uh, the way things are going, and I I feel like it's really a good way to get the citizens involved. How did you, Dee, how did you get, how does somebody get on one of those citizens committees? Well, I think there was an ad in the newspaper, and... um, um, I called up and put my name in and sent my resume. <laughs> and they, the, um, I was, I think, the mayor's selection because I know Mick Cornette because we worked in broadcasting <laughs> a long time right. ago. So. so that's a great segue. Yes. Now, now, okay, you know the mayor because the mayor used to be a broadcaster. He was a sports broadcaster. Absolutely. Right? And anybody who's sat in on city council meeting will recognize that great voice of Mick Cornette uh, leading the council there. He, He's been a great mayor, yes. unbelievably yeah, great yeah. mayor. Well, and just just to be the master of ceremonies of that of that kind of you know the council without anybody trying, the council can turn into a three ring circus pretty fast. And and uh, Mayor Cornette does a great job of kind of riding herd on all that. And, he does. Give and take and kind of moving with the, with the flow of things yeah. there, which not everybody's really capable of no, doing No, he's that. really, really good. He's really good at communicating, yeah. and his speeches are amazing, oh, and yeah. he's just managed to bring the city around. I give him a lot of credit for that. Why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about that now? Now, now why, why would you know Mick Cornette through broadcasting? I, you know, it just seems like as soon as you said your name, I went, okay, okay, wait a minute. I've seen that name in credits. Now, uh, talk talk about what you've done in the past. Now, well, you're you're still doing it right still now. Still doing aren't it? You? Yes. Aren't you? What do you on. do? What, what do you do for a living right now? I am a freelance field producer for network news shows. Okay. Like I work mainly for ABC, World News Tonight, Good Morning America. I work some for the Today Show, uh, NBC. Wow. I work for ESPN, wow. yeah. Oprah. Um, entertainment tonight, just various shows, yeah. BBC. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So that's what I do. But I started out in broadcasting in Oklahoma City, along with Mayor Cornette and a lot of other great people. Yeah. Um, and so... What station was he at here I, in the I, city? He, uh, Mick Cornette was at uh, KOCO. Yeah. And I was ABC at, affiliate. Right, right. I was at KWTV. We did cover a lot of things. He was sports. I was right. general news. But, yeah. um, you know, we know each other's names and we run into each other. Yeah. So you were in, in production for KOCO. You did. You you were actually a broadcaster and a newscaster, right? Also. Right. I was. I was a. I, I started out doing production until they saw me run the teleprompter too fast and mess that up. So they go, <laughs> okay, we'll let you be a reporter. So yeah, just for that, we're going to make <laughs> you use that. the teleprompter. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I, I was a reporter. <laughs> And I covered, and it was a, it was a time, I actually, I was, I started out at the Oklahoma City Zoo after college. Yeah. And I would take animals on Danny's Day and Ho-Ho the Clown. Oh my goodness, those of us that grew up around here remember Danny's Day. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I'd be driving my little Volkswagen and have orangutan swinging in my car (laughs) on the way to KOCO. So, um, and, um, the, uh, the host, Linda Scott, uh-huh. Of Danny's day, right. her husband Ray Charles was a news director at KWTV, and right. he goes, "We need girls, send her over." So that was it. <laughs> I never came back. So, in the broadcasting industry, what jobs have you done? I've been producer, assignment editor, reporter, yeah. uh, host, anchor, and yeah. um, now freelance field producer. All right! Wow. As a TV reporter, I, you know, I talked to quite a few people. I've never done that. I've always been print, like, you know, a print or online reporter, uh, photographer. Uh, what, what's the hardest thing about being a news reporter for TV? Anyway. Well, I think it's changed over the years. Yeah. I really do. But basically, they're a bunch of young people that get a degree in journalism and they're thrown out into yeah. All kinds of different things. You have to adapt and kind of act like you know what you're doing, even if you don't. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So so you can't be the kind of personality that needs to control your environment. Oh, God, no. There's without, no control. Without fail, you're never in control. You're never in control. Are you? And it, yeah. the mistake comes when you think you are in control. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad part. Every time I see somebody out on... You know, um, on on YouTube now, they're set. You know, they're. I, I think even a channel that just just shows unexpected things happening in the background. You know, somebody taking their clothes off in the background, or coming up and kissing the reporter. You know, in, any number of things, and <clears throat> because because uh, the the take that we see is the one that worked, we don't think that those things happen generally. So that's kind of the panache of those. YouTube channels, aren't they? Absolutely. But, there, but there's really all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on crazy when you're out on location, stuff. isn't there? Crazy stuff. You I can't mean, control what you people, cannot. how people react no. to you. No, and, and uh, what I'm in charge of, like, making the stand-up for the correspondent, some big correspondent, yeah. and there'll be little kids in the background. <laughs> and so I've been known to, like, pay them off. I'll give you $10 if you'll just leave. <laughs> You know, you do whatever you have to do to right. kind of prevent that's, that. That's that's the kind of stuff the producer does then? Yeah. The yeah. producer solves those problems. You are right? the problem solver. Yeah. You uh, are the problem. Even if it means carrying around a bunch of cash to pay kids $10 to stay out of the what, shop. Yeah, right. whatever. You are in charge and you better not screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's is it. that is that even more true for sports? 
for sports cancer? You know, I, I would I would think so because really yeah. you've got so much going on. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, if you're interviewing someone you can go to a quiet place, you can right. sit down, you yeah. can primp the background so they look good and put a few plants in. I mean you can control yeah, right, all of that. Right. And the differences on the network level Their quality is like really important. So they spend a lot. They'll spend an hour setting up the perfect shot. In local news, you don't have time to do that. You're doing four stories a day. You're, you know, roll and run. Yeah. 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 So Um, early on in this podcast, I I think it was episode six or seven or something like that, I interviewed. Tierney Tennant, who was who I, I think was was with KOCO, and she was talking about where she started. She was her own camera man. I mean, she lugged her own camera equipment, would set up the camera, then get in front of the camera. There was nobody running the camera. Was, you know, she was in a, a small station in a small market. It's like she was out there doing everything. everything. She was doing her own producing, her own post production, and just you know the whole thing. So some, you know, it isn't just just being a talking head no. or a pretty face no. or, or a handsome face is it it's it's and it's, it's going more, more back to that because yeah. now it's like we used to have to hire a big satellite crew and a big satellite van right, with a big yeah, dish yeah, on it yeah. to do a live thing now there's tvu packs and they're just wow easy you, you know, just run cell phone just, thing. just run and shoot right so you're getting down more to that narrow place where someone's doing everything Right, right, right. So back, back to the unexpected. Do you do you think that's a that's a part of why? I mean, when I when I observe the mayor in city council, I'm observing somebody that's really pretty pretty comfortable with with the unexpected. Right. If if you're like a control freak, I I would think it'd be hard to be mayor. It's not of the a job for yeah. yeah 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 uh, that you that you kind of have to roll with stuff. Um, and and it's it's really amazing to see kind of how, you know, he might have some thoughts on it later, but at the moment he's just kind of comfortable with, with some unexpected thing being said during the public comments because time or whatever. Because he's used to it. Because, because he's used yeah. to it. Yeah. It may, you know, it's you a might be on the edge of, edge of a court interviewing a player and get hit in the head with a basketball or something. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that, that's, that's, that's kind happen. of the usual thing. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, nowadays, you are a producer. You uh, freelance producing. Mm-hmm. Is that just kind of a thing where you just have to have your bags packed in your car all the pretty time? Pretty much, kind yeah. Of? Is, that, pretty is much. that the way it is? It is. Um, it's, it's either, you know, you'll go for stretches where you won't work very much. So right. you kind of, it's not really a profession that you could count on, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but it is, so you do other work. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, everyone does other freelance things or whatever, right, yeah. but, but it is, it's good and the pay's good and, yeah. and it's, it's so challenging from everything from, I, this summer I worked a lot on a crime watch wow um and uh so you know crimes in southern oklahoma with a sheriff and and it's just so interesting and so intense i find it fascinating it's always that's what i have loved about becoming a reporter making the transition from blogger high school teacher blogger to reporter is it is just the the Number of really fascinating people that, that I that great? I meet. I go home almost every night and talk to my wife about. You know who I got to talk to today. You yeah. know who I met today. Isn't this a privilege? It's it's awesome. It's an awesome privilege. It is, and to be able to write about that and uh, and to craft a story about somebody who you've met who really is an amazing person. Uh, um, my motivation when I first started this podcast, you know, fifty eight, fifty nine episodes ago 
was that that you know one of the limitations for when you're writing something for online uh, you know for publishing online or or in paper print i wrote for the gazette quite a bit too oklahoma gazette quite a bit also uh, and Red Dirt Report. Before that, I want to give those shouts out. Yeah, uh, shout outs to those. those They're people great people. Help me, help me get started. And uh, so, something that I found though was that as I, you know, writing on that, I might meet this super cool person, and it's like one or two paragraphs. You know, it's mm-hmm. just do one or two paragraphs. And I'm sure in the TV news business, there's kind of that same frustration too. You're like, you know, you're talking about like. 10 seconds, 15 seconds. You know, you think in seconds, don't you? You do. Yeah, Yeah, 10, 20 seconds. Unless you're doing more in-depth things like our shows, like Crime Watch Daily, where you really get a chance. And then there's nothing more fun than watching to see what they used of your interview. Because uh, yes. I do the interviews, and, and they often send me questions or leave it up to me. Right. And it's just really interesting to see if they got the same yeah. important things that you got. <laughs> you know, <laughs> were they on target or were they not? <laughs> was I on target or was I <laughs> was not? Was I on target or not? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right. But the, the beauty of it is, and you know, this is a great privilege right. to be able to be involved in people's lives, yeah. the bad times, the mm-hmm. good times. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an honor. And I know a lot of my colleagues when I um, when I worked in TV, a lot of them went off and got great jobs with um, companies and became the PR person or the yeah, marketing yeah. person. But at the end of the day, it's just great to be, you know, there's no golden parachute, but oh my gosh, a value. What you've seen, what you've done, it's just amazing. So some people are better cut out for PR than mm-hmm, others too. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? Yeah, some I think people so. just make that transition seamlessly uh, from doing news, you know, reporting mm-hmm. to to trying to create news, right? Uh, and right. Uh, create an image for a company. Yeah, and so it's on a and whole so forth. different thing. But but it, but it is a different thing, and it's yeah. and it's not for all of us, is it? No, yeah. it isn't. So, but we do have we have great people in Oklahoma. I mean, we yeah. have some of the best film crews. In the in the whole country that live wow, here, wow, that yeah. work here, that I work have the pleasure of working with, there are you know that we're all getting older. You know, it's not a young group; it's it's people that have earned their you know colors. So, <laughs> so and we all like each other and get along really well. But Oklahoma's always oh great. We love the crews, we love the photographers, yeah. we love the audio people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you really it isn't just the subject of your stories, but because mm-hmm. you're freelance, you end up meeting a lot of different crews I don't do, you, who, are, yeah. who are putting that thing together mm-hmm. is that is that some of what's fun about doing freelance yeah it is it's fun it's because you everywhere you go you're meeting with the same kind of people we know our mission <laughs> yeah. and we're crazy and you know everyone's sort of out there yeah you know you never know what kind of conversations you're going to have but it's always it's always enriching it's always good <laughs> and funny yes. funny we laugh yes. a lot yes yes um What's the what's what's the hardest thing about about what you do right now? You know, the hardest thing is keeping in touch with all the people that want to know what you're doing. It's like at the headquarters. If you're working for a company, (coughs) excuse me, um, you have, you know, you have like fifteen. Yeah, you have. 15, 10, 15 people that will call you and, and you have to keep all of that clear in your head wow, yeah. and then just be ready to go on the live shots yeah. or whatever. So it's kind of, it's complicated. Juggling, juggling different employers, yes, right? Which, yes. it, which really is, is kind of the, 
that's that's the struggle of any freelancer. I know freelance yes. code writers who make a good living, but they have to juggle different employers' expectations. They have to kind of fit into right. And everyone's if you're got working full time someplace, you kind of get to know who you your do. boss is, who the what the station's all mm-hmm. about or whatever and you you just kind of go with that flow right yeah and and it's everyone's got their own way of doing things too right, yeah. so you have to kind of okay they they do things this way or you know and it's it's okay and i always think whatever field you're in if you're a journalist it's okay to say hey I, remind me of how you do things so i'm making sure i get it okay <laughs> well it shows you, you, you care about what they want yeah, you want to deliver yeah, and maybe that's that's good advice for anybody kind of starting into freelancing on anything is that um, most employers don't think that you know everything. Mm-hmm. They they want you to bring a lot of heart and and uh, grit to a job, but it, it, you know they don't necessarily expect you right now to know everything right no. now, right? Yeah, no, and it's always good to say I don't know something. Please yeah. explain it to me. Tell me yeah. I don't know anything about this rocket science thing. Yeah. Let me, you know, tell me in my own terms. So I had a hard time doing that when I was young. Yes, uh, be- because I was I was trying so hard to right. to create credibility mm-hmm. uh, as a young person. So I had a hard time doing that. And I I really look back and. You know, if I made, con- well, I did make consistent mistakes. Well, we and all the, do. And the biggest consistent mistake I made when I was young was not saying, I don't know that. Help me understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that doesn't kill your credibility as a no. young person. It, may, it, it really shows that you really want to do the job right, right. for your employer. That it's important. It? Yeah. And I think I don't think anyone would ever disrespect you for saying that. It's a, yeah. it's important to think that they're that compelled yeah. and that interested that they want to know. But you but you do hear a lot of criticism about people who try to fake it. Oh right? yeah. No, yeah, no yeah, faking yeah. it. Yeah. So that's you'll that's get a caught. Huge, <laughs> you'll Always. get caught, especially on TV uh-huh. if you're on TV. Yes. If you're trying to fake you can't fake no. it, can you? No. Yeah. Um well, even if even if people at the station are too too busy to catch something, listeners often catch oh, things. Yes, don't they? they do. They'll call in. Or they write will in. call in. Yeah. Oh yes, they oh. will. Or if you're a female, they'll still call in and tell them you don't. They don't like your hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. This this may happen. I mean, if it can happen, it probably will. A lot of times in TV production, TV news, where where people respond, but. I just doubt that that as many people call in and say, you know, you need to get a more handsome young man on there. Uh, no, uh, we like Wolf don't... Blitzer. We like the old guys. <laughs> we like we like Barbara Walters and <laughs> Leslie Stahl. We, you know, we do. Right, right, right. But but women, I think on on TV have a real have had in the past. I see that changing some, but have had a really hard time. With with you know somebody thinking well you know this this person's looking too old or they right. looked rough or right. I didn't like their I didn't like their hair today or whatever on the, yeah the, the, I, that's know. that's that's bothersome I mean well, that's too bad really, yeah when you work it? your heart yeah. out and you still have somebody call yeah. in and say you know I really didn't understand the report because I you know her hair was too distracting or whatever mm-hmm. yeah I've never heard anybody complain you know that a man's haircut didn't quite no, look right no. you know I I just haven't so. Um, it may happen, you know, again, if it can't happen, it will, but uh, I, I've not 
hurt anybody. No. And you Oklahoma know, City's... Loudly complaining no. that some young man had a bad haircut. No. Uh, Oklahoma City reporters are really good. I think yeah. they're fair and honest, and we work with them all the time, yeah. and um, very impressive, really. Right, right, right. It's it's really interesting to me how, you know, when I, when I talk to TV reporters, uh, how little time they have, really... To, to deliver a story. Yeah, it's, a, like, it's too little. Yeah, really. something I work two hours to write, maybe mm-hmm. they have to deliver that in 15 seconds or whatever. Yeah, and they it's, do. And yeah, that's a real challenge for it's TV. It's a news, very big it? challenge to get to the heart of something, yeah. try to find out, you know, right. what, what's really important about the story and right. make right. sure it gets conveyed. Yeah. yeah. And it, and if you miss it, then you get a lot of criticism. Don't you? Oh yeah! Oh, if you yes, get it you right, do. people go, "Ah, oh, okay, it's a good story." It's no big. You only yeah. hear when they don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it. That's right. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Right. Right. Now, um, both of us. Is it is it fair to say that both of us are over fifty? Yes. <laughs> okay. Fair to say. That. Okay. I, th- I think listeners will probably figure that out as they start hearing you tell your stories. and go, "Okay, <laughs> this is somebody that's really done yeah, this." They long can all time. add. <laughs> add it up. I, yeah. Me too. I figure that too when I meet people. So I don't. I don't. Uh, for. For people over fifty, what are the what are the challenges that that we have? Now, you and I found out that we that we know somebody in common, uh, John Marshall, who's a longtime cameraman for you know he's worked for the networks and stuff, and they still call him. Oh yeah, to go out on I some really difficult things. Yeah, yeah on mm-hmm. some really difficult like things. I was just telling my wife last night that. You know, the last big kind of hard thing I saw John do, and I'm sure he's done other hard things since then, but, you know, that I was aware of was that a network called him to go down to Dallas when there's a big snowstorm down there, put up a tent, and he had to stand out in that cold weather like all day so they could cut to him for remotes, yes. just like these remote. But he was standing it's, out there all day. In it's that. rough. Yeah. It's rough. It really yeah. is. But they're, but basically the people that work for networks as freelancers are pretty much all over 50. Yeah, because really? it's a, yeah. it's you know you don't just get there when you're 20. Right. Yeah. You've got you know you go through the process. Got to get a reputation. It. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's a and it's a real testament that John uh, still has has you know the networks and and other people calling him to go out and do stuff because it's like they know he knows his stuff. Absolutely. And that's why they call you. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> But yeah, John, John's a great guy, and he's got a good eye, and he's very talented. I've yeah. worked on a lot of projects yeah. with him. He's the best. He's I had a chance when I was writing for Red Dirt Report. One mm-hmm. time, I, I had a chance uh, to go out with him and do a story with uh-huh. him, and that was just awesome. It was so much fun to work with him and and to work with somebody that really had such a depth of knowledge yes. and just to watch how he worked it was really amazing and i'm i'm sure i would i would feel the same way if i you know if i was in your presence watching you work also oh, i hope so <laughs> well i'm yeah so, i'm so. sure it would be um so back back to oklahoma city now uh, you are in a leadership role on these citizens committees uh, what what do these citizens committees do for the city what value do you think those have it may it may surprise people to know that there are committees made up of citizens to to really kind of advise the city on 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 how to do things or what's yeah, important and it's really and, and the people that are on these committees are really dedicated mm-hmm. and they come to every meeting yeah. 
and they want to know everything about the budget and how much are we spending on this. And I mean, we take it really seriously. It's like we represent the citizens that voted for these maps projects. Yeah. So we want to make sure they're getting what they want, mm-hmm. what they voted for. And it comes in with a good budget and we, we have all that. So there's lots of input. We meet in our committees once a month and then we have a meeting. Um, on a, a Thursday during the month, and that's in the city council chambers, and that's our whole MAP Citizens Advisory Board. Wow. wow. So then we bring all the committee reports, and we vote on them, and then it goes to city council. Yeah. So so really, these, these citizens committees are really kind of the closest to the to street level. Absolutely. And, and, and people... City, city staff just get so... have to just work so hard at, at the mechanism of the city that... That they they really need you citizens committees mm-hmm. to to really kind of bring the fabric of the city to that discussion. Right? Absolutely, and and like I said, everyone takes it very seriously. And you know, we're here for the citizens. What did they vote for? Are they right, getting yeah. what they voted for? That's really important to all of us. <laughs> and um, so, it, and and it's I mean, these it's a huge renaissance in Oklahoma City yes. right now. So yes. we have to be even more careful. Yeah. Well, and that that hasn't taken place just because just because of five or six people. No. Uh, these citizens committees are are just made up of a lot of a real Lots, broad spectrum of people. Very right? broad spectrum yeah. of people. People that I've just it's been amazing to get to know all these people. There's former mayors. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. you know, leaders, civic leaders. There's ordinary citizens. Uh-huh. There's just represents a really good group. And, you know, like I said, that's really important to everybody. Yeah. Led by Tom McDaniels, who is just an amazing guy. <laughs> He's a great guy. Right, right, right. Well, Dee, uh, you are fitting me into your busy schedule here. You are on your way to another uh, citizens meeting. Which which meeting are you on we your are way the to? The Citizens Advisory Board. So we vote yeah. on on things that passed in the committee, subcommittees. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I need to let you go so you can find a place to park okay. downtown thank and get you. on to your meeting. <laughs> uh, Dee, thank you so much. This, this has been a great conversation. Thank you I've so much. I've enjoyed it so much. And good luck with your projects. Great. I'm going to be subscribing to your post, so, your podcast. So, and podcasts are really popular. So good yeah, luck. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson. <laughs>